Hello everyone, my name is Julianne, also known as the Hidden Geisha across social media, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the podcast. The goal of this podcast is to shine new awareness, perspective, and insights on some of the different thoughts and patterns that we are currently embodying, most times subconsciously, so that we can decide whether or not we want to remain that person or start shifting into a life where we intentionally live in our potential. I'm calling out sick today. Self-care. I canceled on all of my friends. Self-care. $10 in my bank account? I think I'm gonna treat myself to a $12 smoothie. (laughs) Self-care. So I feel like this may be an unpopular opinion. But these things may or may not be self-care depending on the situation. I personally don't think that self-care is easy. I think that self-care is supposed to be a bit of a difficult practice when starting off before you fully integrated it into your life. But Julianne, what are you talking about? So glad that you asked Akila and all of the other listeners. So the definition number one, I'm gonna let Akila read off definition one and I'll read off definition two. Okay, definition one, the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. And the second definition is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. So a lot of what I see kind of being touted on, you know, popular opinion by society is not self-care, but instead glorified practices of avoidance. People procrastinating on their tasks until the last minute, feeling overwhelmed, and then taking more time to themselves instead of dealing with their problems. Or people making poor decisions, like going out when they have an early commitment and then calling out of something that they had previously committed to in the name of self-care. So today, I wanted to talk to my friend Akila, who I feel like is the self-care queen in my life. That girl is just like, she embodies it. Um, And we're really just going to discuss the A to Z of self-care. So Akila, thank you for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, it's been a long day, but I feel good. How are you? I'm doing well myself. I'm like super happy. Um, I just, I don't know, like today's good vibe. So I'm here, I'm vibing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So please introduce yourself. Okay. And then tell us about your hopes, visions, and dreams. All right. Um, Well, my name is Akila Alexander. I am a senior marketing major with an emphasis in digital marketing, currently a student at the UGA, UGA, the UGA. (laughs) The UGA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My hopes, visions, and dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, I really hope to one day start my own marketing agency for small privately owned black businesses, mm-hmm. uh, mainly targeting like those black businesses in the South because I feel like there's definitely a gap between um, the resources that are afforded to them and the resources that are afforded to like white companies per se. Um, my, does that count as a vision as well? Well, my yes, vision, vision for myself is just to be like very, you know, involved in like the community. Um, I love that. Just to give back whenever I can and never lose, lose sight of that. Um, and then also my dream, I really just want to like travel and just keep expanding, um, and keep getting to know myself better. I Mm. think as I grow older, 
Thank you for sharing. I hope I answered all of them the right way. (laughs) Girl, there's no right or wrong way. There just is. (laughs) So the first thing that I want to talk about is the perception of um, self-care just out there in the media and society as a whole. What are your thoughts on that? Um, When I think about like just the way that society views self-care compared to like how I view self-care, I feel like in the media it's painted um, on TV shows and on like, you know, certain YouTube videos Mm -hmm. of like people really just not wanting to live up to their current obligations Mm -hmm. and then just flaking off and doing something else because they don't want to. Um, And then they use that like misnomer of like, that's self care, Mm -hmm. but it's really just being irresponsible um, and being unreliable. And I feel like that's what's portrayed in the media rather than what self-care actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I agree wholeheartedly. And it's funny because like, people think that that stuff is like okay. And I guess that's the problem with it being portrayed that way. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, I have this responsibility, but I really just don't want to do it today. Yeah. Like that's self-care. And like, no, that's not self-care. That's, that's self-care. you being, like you said, a flaky individual. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like how do you view this current... Um, I guess, view of self-care as really being detrimental to people? I think it just puts people in a position of, well, if I don't want to do it, I don't have to. Um, And it kind of makes people comfortable. And the way that at least I've personally seen a lot of people in my life develop is when they're put in uncomfortable situations, when you you know step outside even Mm -hmm. when you wanted to stay in all day Mm -hmm. and you find that it was really worth it and you find that like something life-changing happened um, because you put that foot forward and Mm. I think one thing that is great about our generation is that we can relate to each other in a lot of things you go on social media sites it's like all these relatable things about like uh, like how Caribbean parents will basically like bust through your room if you have the door closed. Oh my gosh, or, like, yes. <laughs> you know, how black parents used to be burning your head with the hot comb. Oh goodness, yes. All that stuff is relatable. Mm-hmm. It brings like all those personal stories together and ties us in with one another. But I think there's also like a double-edged sword because it's like when we're feeling down and we're having those negative emotions, we have people come in and it's one thing to validate it but it's a, another thing to just say like encourage it and mm. amplify those negative mm-hmm. emotions because it's like oh this is fine because other people feel this way as well yeah and i don't think that that's healthy i don't think that is the example that should be set for other people and other individuals who are trying to you know make it further in life and trying to get somewhere especially like in this age where it's like there's such a big you know problem with like depression and anxiety mm-hmm. um i don't think that's one of the ways that we can heal from that because you see all these people relating to it you no longer see it as a problem because you're like if it's a problem how could like all of these thousands of people have the same problem exactly. and it's like yeah newsflash thousands of people have the same problem (laughs) but that doesn't make it like you know a better problem to keep living in exactly exactly yeah i completely (laughs) agree i feel like like i know tumblr does that a lot yes i love the hilarity of certain things that are said on there but sometimes it's like it really puts a mirror up to my face um because like it'll be something along the lines of like oh when you have like social anxiety you don't want to like 
make a call to anybody and your palms are literally sweating before you pick up the phone for like the simplest task to be done mm -hmm. and you know it's like a breath of fresh air because it's like oh my gosh like i feel the same way sometimes and then i stop and i think like but you know that isn't good like I need to work on that. I need to get more comfortable in like social situations to the point where I don't feel like that. Like, why is it that I feel like that? I don't think people ask themselves that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting because what you're talking about is kind of like going to the next step. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like seeing it instead of just saying like, oh, that's me, relatable, retweet, feel comfortable. I'm not going to make that call because all these people, because it affects you. Yeah. You really feel like all these people didn't do the same thing and like they're, they have to be fine because like all these people can't be suffering. Mm -hmm. um, and then you just kind of sit where you are. But like taking that next step and saying, oh, wow, that is me. But that's not how I want to be. Yeah. And then saying, like, what can I start to do about that? Exactly. That is how you can kind of start, start to change the stuff that you're seeing and say, like, okay, cool. Like, this isn't how I want to live. Because I think that's another thing, too. You see the struggle, but you're not seeing the consequences. Right. Exactly. No one is posting. Yeah, go ahead. I think that's where, like, self-care comes into play mm -hmm. is recognizing your limitations and your shortcomings and doing something to actively, you know, like battle those rather than just lazing around and treating yourself which is fine on occasions but mm -hmm. like I think self-care is really just taking into consideration the kind of person that you are right now and even taking into consideration the obligations that you have and not looking at them as an opportunity to like flake on them but look at them as an opportunity to see what serves you and what doesn't mm -hmm. and decide from there like which ones are you gonna like make a move on yeah it's interesting that you're saying that talking about i guess you know the different self-care for different people and it's interesting because even something such as picking up a phone if you have you know social anxiety and calling someone that act in itself could be self-care mm -hmm. because self-care like you know is really just you doing things that are allowing you to step into a better state of well-being. Yeah. And if you know picking up that phone and making that call is allowing you to step into a better space of well-being, then absolutely that is self-care. Yeah. Ah, I love that so much. So I want to talk about your personal story. So uh, Akila is like such a hard worker. She's like on her grind, um, such an amazing individual who's actually employed by Cuff Cuff Google, <laughs> name dropping because she was not gonna do it herself. I was but she um, really had to learn, you know, what self-care looked like for her because it looks different for every single person. And if you try to compare your self-care with someone else's, it will never be an accurate journey. It'll never be an accurate comparison because self-care is really taking the things that are hard for you, but that will improve your well-being and then doing them. So I want you to talk about, you know, your space of like being in that difficulty and like how you kind of came through that and, you know, where your head was at that time. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that was a turning point for me in terms of when I actually started seeing more positive change in not just myself but like my environment the people around me mm -hmm. um, is when I like sat down in my house and I was just thinking to myself like why can't I just ever be honest with myself why is it that I always make excuses for my own like shortcomings when in my in the back of my mind I know the truth so like for example if I don't pass a test I somehow convince myself like it's the professor's fault 
because they made the, the, the material so hard, but I, I never really decided to study for it. Mm. You know, I never took the time to really put effort into it, but I never want to take the blame for it. Mm -hmm. And at that point I had become really frustrated with myself because I was like, I need to take accountability for what is happening like in my life. There are some things, yes, that I can't control, but there are some things that I can. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being honest with myself about the things that I can control. And the minute that I started telling myself like, you just need to be straight up honest mm -hmm. to the point where I, there would be times when I knew a test was coming up and I was like, am I gonna study for it? Probably not. So mm -hmm. do not expect, you know, some outrageous grade, you know, from it, like a very outrageously positive grade, Yeah. you know? And it helped like lessen the blow a lot because mm -hmm. I knew what to expect. And it also like motivated me. I had like, talk to myself in my head a lot and I realized that I've been doing it more like around like this year mm -hmm. than any other time um, where I have to be the my own motivator basically when I'm tired I don't feel like getting up out of bed for a 9 a.m. class Ooh, I that's go back and forth with myself for five minutes and I tell myself, if I don't get out of bed at 8.22 a.m., I'm not going to class. And then my other side is like, you need to get out of bed right now then because it's 8.21 and you only have a couple more seconds <laughs> before it's 8.22. Mm -hmm. And then I'm lying there looking up at the ceiling and I finally, you know, catapult myself out of bed and I go to class and I feel good about the fact that I did that. And that's also part of being honest with yourself is giving yourself credit. Um, yeah, A lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people outside looking in don't see how much work goes into just existing every day. Yes, the smallest thing. They don't the see it. The smallest thing. Yeah, and so they'll never be the ones to give you credit. They'll never be the ones to look at you and say, like, I'm very proud of you for waking up, getting out of bed, and going to class. They don't realize that for some people that's extremely hard to do. Extremely, yes. And I think, like, that's a conversation that needs to be had because not everybody's experiences are the same. Um, and I'm still, like at, the, at this point in my life, I'm at not really a crossroads, but at a transition where I'm realizing that like, yes, I do have people that I care about. The people that I care about, they know me well but they don't know me as well as i know myself mm -hmm. and they never will and, yeah and they never will and so some things that you know are said and and some actions that are you know done can hurt me a little bit and they hurt me a lot because of the fact that like i put a lot of time into selecting like my friends mm -hmm. selecting who i care about um and it's like I have this expectation of them, but you know, I spoke to my mom and she's like, people will never be anything more than who they are in that moment. And you can't expect them to be like who you think they are. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I thought about that and I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't be hypocritical and, and know that not everybody knows like exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. And then 
expect them to function the way I think that they are. Obviously, I have no idea who they are, you know? Yeah. Um, Isn't that powerful to realize? Yeah, Like, we're with these people and we're like, okay, yeah, well, this is this person, but, like, you will never fully know that person. Exactly. And it's like, you kind of start to expect, or you fall into the trap, I would say, of expecting certain behaviors from certain people just because you feel like that's in alignment with their character, quote, unquote. Yeah. But then you start to realize that you don't even know what happened to them that day. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't always live up to our characters. That's true. And I mean, our characters are so dynamic and there's so many sides to it that like, it's honestly a miracle that people are, you know, somewhat similar on any like, yeah, on any, level on any given all. day. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much going on and there's so much to us. There is. Yeah. I think the point that I'm at in my own self-care journey is just being comfortable with myself and being my own best friend because oh, we're that. getting to a point now we're about to graduate and hit the real world basically running and there's going to be a point in time like as adults where we just won't be making friends like that it's not you know you see you see the same people every day that's like your co-workers but sometimes you don't want to be friends with your co-workers <laughs> it's like work is stressful and you just yeah. associate the people you know with them mm -hmm. um and not to say it's bad to have coworker friends, but it's like, in terms of outside of that, you don't really have many options. And I know that this has really been placed on my heart that I really just need to get comfortable knowing people's opinion of me or assu maybe assuming or thinking what people's opinions of me are, whether or not they're negative and positive, and just being confident with whatever it is so if I decide to stay home one day and really just read because I feel like I need it, like I need a mental break. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not just looking at something and just saying, I want to be lazy all day. Sometimes like you can really feel yourself falling apart. And like if you're a train, you can feel like the, the wheels getting loose. Yes. And you have to stop and really take a break and let your brain like reset because you'll just keep piling things on and on. And then the wheels will actually fall off and the train will fall off the tracks. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and you'll just be derailed like the whole way. And I, I, if I have moments like that, you know, I'll see people come and go that I know throughout the house go, doing, going about their lives and mm -hmm. doing, you know, going to class and doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. And I'll be reading my book and I could think in my head like, oh, you know, they, they probably think that I'm just like glazing around all day, but I don't care. You know, it's being confident in yourself because you know the truth about what you're doing mm -hmm. um, and you're not lying to yourself about it. You really did need this break. And then even if you want to be honest and say, OK, I feel lazy. <laughs> Just be honest about it yeah. and own it. And if you feel like people are thinking that you're lazy, you'd be like, OK, I don't care. I am lazy, mm -hmm. you know, and just owning that. Um, I think that's really, really, really uh, essential to just becoming an adult that mm -hmm. is self-reliant mm -hmm. and not trying to fill gaps with friends or like romantic partners or like acquaintances mm -hmm. and all these opinions of people like coming in to just make it paint you into somebody that you know you're really not yeah and um yeah that's the point that i'm at right now i'm still working on it it's 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 a tough time i mm -hmm. think it's like the hardest the hardest part of the journey that i've been on but like 
I can feel that it's a groundbreaking kind of experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, the journey is the work. That's true. So if it feels hard, that means that you're on the journey. If it feels easy, you might not be on your journey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's just really interesting. Something that you said, um, this honesty and just having this radical honesty to own up to whatever it is to where it's like you know you you will know if it's self-care or not because you know if you truly needed that break or if you're truly avoiding something and just having that radical honesty just allows you to start to be responsible for your life mm -hmm. and things don't happen to you you know they happen with you you allow them to happen you know what's happening yeah. so it's never kind of like you were saying oh my gosh well that meeting was just too early or you know what whatever excuse you put on that you recognize okay well i know myself and i know what i would have had to do in order to make that meeting on time and i chose during those times to not make that meeting so this is the result and i'm accepting the result mm -hmm. because for you to literally go into a place where you're thinking thinking okay, I'm going to, you know, do this and expect somehow, even though I know myself, that I'm going to be able to pull this off despite doing these actions and then acting like you were surprised yeah. when the result comes from those actions. Exactly. That is putting yourself into the strongest ball of stagnation it is it is and it's really scary because like you will start to wonder why all of this life is happening you know to yeah. you it's like life is happening at you and it's like you're not actually in life and you're not experiencing it or like doing exactly. the things that you want to do or achieving the things that you want to achieve and you're confused yeah. and it's simply because you haven't been honest with yourself and through that honesty taking responsibility for your actions to either do it or not do it but be you know aware of that and accept that and then accept the consequences with that exactly i think the minute that you know something or at least for me the minute that i know something is wrong is when i'm in a room by myself and there's no one else to impress and no one else to care about mm. and i'm sitting here making excuses to myself to yourself that that's how I know something. So many is of us wrong. do that. I literally would do that. <laughs> I, it's it's it's, it's so easy to fall mm -hmm. into it, mm -hmm. and it's like, why? <laughs> I I'm me. Why am I making excuses? Yeah, like what do you have to prove to yourself? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like why why can't I be honest? You know, with myself. What what's so hard about that? Mm -hmm. I think it's just the fear that people have, because people think they need to operate at like this top tier 110 percent all the time that's not realistic it's not even the most the most famous people the most well-off most intelligent people mm -hmm. that we know have moments where they're not like that. they literally are probably just like i can't take it you know like i just need to chill out i'm not really gonna think about this there are probably times where they act irrationally there are probably times where they also make excuses like mm -hmm. for themselves too and um i realized this like because i read i started reading um michelle obama's book becoming oh, go michelle. and it was just a <laughs> lot of like her thought processes was just it was really similar to me mm -hmm. um because at one point, you know, she didn't really want to give up her career for being a mother. She thought she could do both. Mm -hmm. And then there was a point where she wasn't honest with herself and she was getting stretched too thin mm -hmm. because she had to take care of her daughters. But like she she couldn't. 
she was a busy, you know, working woman. Mm -hmm. And only when she stopped and saw, you know, like the impact that that was having and like reflected on herself, did she say like, you know, I actually need help. Let's hire somebody to like help babysit the kids, like a nanny Mm -hmm. or something. So that way I free up more time for like my work because I am very passionate about the work that Mm -hmm. I do. But at the same time, I also want to be, you know, a mother, you know, when you're not honest with yourself, it stems further than that. Like it can affect your family. Yes. It can affect every aspect the people of your around life. You. Yeah, everything. Um, and so when I see that and like knowing Michelle Obama, everything, everybody thinks she's great. Everybody thinks she's like perfect. Same thing with like women. I love Beyonce so much, but I know that she's far from like perfect. Do you know what is so funny? literally in the last three episodes that i have recorded every single woman that i've spoken to has talked about beyonce (laughs) (laughs) that girl's inspirational i feel like this should be like the podcast like featuring beyonce's achievements because she's so like influential and inspirational working that's the thing Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I didn't really become like a fan fan of hers until she really started being transparent about that. Because before, we fig- like figured she was talented. There's plenty of talented people. There's not a lot of hardworking talented people. Yes, you know, things. Yes. If you're talented, things can be handed to you on a silver platter. But when you see those things on the silver platter and you go like, "But I think." this deserves more of my effort, more of my energy. I Mm -hmm. think that's very respectable. Um, And that's really why I came to like, I love her a lot, just like as a performer, but really just as a hardworking woman that is honestly like making strides for other women as well and recognizes that like there's gaps that need to be filled and that black people need to be portrayed positively in the media. We need to have something for us because we don't have a lot of things at all like just that just that honesty and that transparency Mm -hmm. that's something that i respect because a lot of stars don't do that they like chase after what the rest of the world wants and the majority of people in the u.s are not black people Mm -hmm. but she's making songs for us about us Mm -hmm. putting like us on tv and we're not the majority you know we're not where most of the money lies but she didn't care Mm mm-hmm and she just went for it because I think at a certain point she was fed up with the fact that like people were really coming for her identity. I think she had a breakthrough as well. It seems like it. Yeah, because yeah. she made these songs that were they were catchy, but they were surface level, you know, um, and it wasn't like to the extent of what she could really pull off. And then all of a sudden, it was like this big switch. Um, I think like after like Blue was born, like she dropped yeah. that whole album mm-hmm. where it was like she showed that she could like be a mother but still feel sexy mm-hmm. and still feel powerful and yeah. confident. And that was just like the beginning of like her own like revolution in a sense. Absolutely, I really felt like when she did that um, that she started to step into the. I mean, she always had, like, people are not stagnant. People are not just one face. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know, maybe when she had her daughter, she was just finally thinking, I don't want my daughter to, like, grow up and to see me not express all sides of myself and to not be comfortable because she wants her daughter to express all sides of herself. Um, I don't know this because I don't talk to Beyonce (laughs) yet. Maybe one day, who knows? Um, That's just a projection. 
Um, but I think that that would be amazing, you know, um, for her to do. And I just am so glad that she is doing that. And just kind of taking it to the next level, that's where that honesty comes in, like you were saying, because through honesty, you start to change. Your life changes when you're finally honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Beyonce could have sat there and said, oh, okay, well, what I'm doing is okay. But, like, honestly, to her, it wasn't okay. And if she never had that conversation, if she never had that, you know, realization and, you know, made that decision, nothing would have changed. Mm -hmm. She never would have been creating the stuff that she's creating now. It would have stayed, you know, how it was. And it wouldn't have truly been representative of who she wanted to be on this, you know, earth, like who she is. Yeah. And I guess that's what, such a key thing about honesty. It allows you to finally start deciding and creating who you want to be. Mm -hmm. Because you can't do that if you're not honest, because you're just like, oh, everything's fine, everything's okay. And it's like, you know, the fire is burning and you're sitting down and you're like, everything's fine, it's just a little warm, but like, no, everything's yeah. burning down. Exactly. Um, but truly, and it really just allows you to start seeing like, okay, well, you know, hey, this place is burning down and I don't want to be here anymore mm -hmm. because I don't have to be here anymore. I have a question though, for you personally, what kind of made you decide to be honest? I know some people are scared to be honest with themselves mm -hmm. because they're scared of, you know, hearing the answer because they might think that the answer is something that they can't even do. Yeah, I like, just realized this but not everybody is like introspective um oh, absolutely I everybody not. was <laughs> or at absolutely least i thought not. most people were um i've always been the kind of person to be like not in a jaded sense but always question why things were the way they were mm -hmm. in high school i was like why is it that we have to like go through this whole entire system girl you know just to get into college my daily thought process and like college is about to charge us like all this money like i'm over here trying to get a 4.0 gpa but nobody's about to give me a full ride to college and even if it is a full ride that's just tuition because i do have tuition paid for but i still have to pay for housing mm -hmm. and all that stuff and i put in like all that work you know when i think about that kind of system i'm just like i think about not myself but like how unfair it is to people that don't have like the same privileges that i was afforded mm -hmm. and so i always stop and think about why things are the way they are mm -hmm. and so like like what i was saying before is when i really had a moment where i was just sitting down and thinking like i always do just by myself and thinking about i was thinking about like yeah like a test or was thinking about like my performance and like classes mm -hmm. and I was wondering, like, why am I over here really acting like, like, blaming it on the professor? I didn't study. I'm not here to make a case to anybody. Nobody's in the room with me. I'm making a case to myself. Why, can't, why am I making a case to myself? That just seems entirely unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, you really just need to start being honest with yourself. Because what, what are, what are you, what's the worst that I could do to myself? Mm -hmm. Besides say, you know what? you didn't study you want a good grade just study the next time that's it that's the only conversation that i'll have with myself is that i'm not gonna go beat myself up you know and the thing is i will i like when i'm honest with myself i hold myself accountable too i like tell myself you have a test coming up in like a week and you haven't even started looking at anything yet you will not pass this test you need to start at least glancing at the notes mm -hmm. reviewing something and before, when I was lying to myself, 
I really would say like, oh yeah, you're in class, you're paying attention, you're taking good notes. And then I would get to the test, fail the test, and then come back and be Confused. like- Confused. It was just that professor just made it so hard. Like it wasn't anything like the homework. I had never <laughs> bothered to even condition my brain to like answer the questions in the first place. Yeah. Like, I, and mm-hmm. at that point I was just like, this isn't healthy for me because I can't be this way and then try to portray myself to other people Mm. you know they're gonna get in their head some idea that like i'm somebody who i'm not yeah and that's why like whenever people say like oh you look like you have it all together i'm like no like i have i have anxiety like i can suffer from depression sometimes too like it's just i'm a normal person like anybody else you know yeah. it may seem from outside looking in that things are like falling into place in like my life but i have to do a lot of soul searching on a constant basis to be to in that be position. In position to receive it absolutely oh yeah. my gosh say that one more time <laughs> say that one more time i have to do just a whole bunch of soul searching all the time just to be in a position to receive those those blessings in my life and that is so powerful because a lot of times people will wonder why they can't receive. First of all, have you tuned into yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you know what you truly want to receive? Do you know what you truly need to receive? Because that's one thing. I think a lot of people are receiving things that they don't want. Mm-hmm. And they're accepting it because just because something's given to you doesn't mean that you have to accept it. Yeah. But when you don't know what it is that you would like to accept, because you haven't taken that time to really, you know, get in tune with yourself and see what is living in alignment with me. Like, what are my values? Like, what do I even want to be in this, you know, life? You're not even, you know, in a position or a space to say, no, this is not it. And yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. And to start to create that, you know, I guess, upward momentum for yourself yeah. because you're starting to receive the things that you want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's super important, too. When it comes to, like, job searching, everybody... Also, it it works, too, when people will tell you what to do with your own life. Like, my mom was telling me to become a doctor. I knew I sucked at science. (laughs) I had to be honest with myself. Otherwise, I would be in college suffering. My GPA would probably be a 1.0. Oh, goodness. I would be here for seven years. Like, I I couldn't do that. So Mm -hmm. I did what I I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And in the case of, like, job searching... Everybody was telling me, cast your net wide, cast your net wide. Don't go for like such like high up companies or whatever. You don't really have experience like that. You only have like Chick-fil-A. I'm like, okay, but I don't want to work for these other companies. Yep. I don't want to work for like these, like I'm, I'm like smaller firms because like the work that they're doing is not interesting me mm-hmm. like enough mm-hmm. to go for that. So why am I going to? send an application and then get to the interview be nervous for the interview but not even want really want to work for the company Mm -hmm. you know um and so i just didn't (laughs) i really like was i was applying to a lot of bigger companies Mm -hmm. because i i liked what they stood for um and i didn't care whether or not like my resume you know didn't reflect me and my work ethic and Mm -hmm. what i was capable of I told myself, if a company is the right company for me, they'll know. They'll know that like the resume isn't a good reflection. Absolutely. And that they'll want to get to know me. They'll want to talk to me and know about my experiences and know how I think, because I think that's enough to get me into the door of a company. Absolutely. And the only company to do that was Google. I didn't get any interviews from any other company. And all I needed was one. 
and it just happened to be that one and mm -hmm. that's the company that i'm going to and that's the company that i'll end up at i love that you know? oh many cheers <laughs> <laughs> yay i just um I, I guess this is a little bit of backstory i remember when akila was going through this process and she said julianne i'm flying to google and i was like yes yes i'll fly to google she was like yeah i'm kind of nervous i was like no girl it's gonna be okay i'll give you all the information that i know um it's gonna be great you're gonna be awesome you'd love it there the people are great um so i just think that it's so amazing because seeing her say okay yeah i did it i talked to the recruiter and just seeing her go through that journey um and i remember the nervousness mm -hmm. i remember how you were like man i don't know if i'm gonna get it but i really want it because i loved the company i love the people that i talk to i love the mission mm -hmm. like the work that i would be doing like i already feel like that work is in my spirit so it was just so beautiful because i was just like oh my gosh like just praying for you and encouraging you along the way and then seeing you actually get that position it was interesting because i feel like people were shocked because it's like you know a huge company mm -hmm. it's a very coveted internship position mm -hmm. and like you said like you didn't have a ton of experience and then people kind of just wondered how did she get that mm -hmm. and then here she is sitting down telling you she decided to be honest with herself and only go after what she wanted mm -hmm. and to not accept anything else like honesty will get you places people <laughs> like example case in point right here it honesty will get, will get you, you places. places it will it will do that I, like uh, just being honest with yourself being introspective allows you to really you can pick up on like patterns in your life one of the patterns that i notice is like i have a lot of things with like delayed gratification where it's like i'll apply for something while other people are getting the answer right away i won't get my answer for like months on end mm. and my patience and my faith is tested a lot like with my driver's license i like Failed the first time and I had to wait maybe like two weeks, maybe a week and a half mm -hmm. to go do it again. And then I passed the second time um, and like things of that nature. It's like that always happens to me. Mm -hmm. So now that it happens, like it's not as anxiety inducing because I know that's a thing. And you for yeah. your pattern for success. Exactly. No, if oh, I wasn't oh paying attention. Yes, I love that. At all. Mm -hmm. I would be blindsided every time. Now when it happens, I'm just like, oh. This, you know, it means that something positive is going to come from it. Yeah, because you are starting to learn your pattern of, you know what is so interesting? I've learned that everyone has a different pattern of success. Mm -hmm. Some people, they will take like a huge L in their life, like a huge, like girl, a huge L. Yeah. Um, I remember I always say like when I take an L, it's like I would have this thing where I'd take like two L's. And they'd be like really big L's. And an L is basically just like a loss, right? And I would put the two of them together. Like I'd do my hands like, <laughs> like a, um, I guess a paper football um, thing. Yeah. And I'd put them together and I'd say two L's make a W. And that's literally what would happen. I would get like two big losses. Mm -hmm. And then like something huge and crazy would come. And I'd just be like, yes, I'm so grateful. Yeah. So yeah, like just in the same way that you can know um, yourself and to know what you should be honest about, there is that pattern of success that you can start to tap into, which is, so you guys don't even understand how freeing and relaxing it is to know your pattern of success because mm -hmm. you'll just start to see this thing's going to work out for me because this is how it works out for me in the future and like in the past yeah. in the past is just like you know a cycle and that's so cool yeah oh i love that i got like super excited but i'm just like yes pattern of success like i don't think that i'd heard someone speak about it in that way yeah but you literally have patterns in everything in your life and success is a pattern and you're you know I guess stumbling to get to that place is a pattern as well, but yeah. you know yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's a cyclical thing. 
and now I don't worry as much about it. Like some in the beginning, I'm always like, oh, this is so stressful. Why can't it just work out immediately? And then it works out, and I'm like, I don't know what I was scared of in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew in the back of my mind that it was gonna work out because that's how it worked out before. And yeah. It doesn't put me in a position of like cockiness. It just puts me in a position of like understanding and just being patient and being humble. I think like my pattern of success keeps me humble. Because if I was just getting like wins all the time, I'd be like, whatever, I'm walking on air, y'all. Yeah, but absolutely. Because I have these periods of time where it's like everything is just kind of fumbling around. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, you know, like, I, well, I'll just tone it down a little bit. You know, the whole world doesn't need to know about like this happening. And then when it happens, like you said people are surprised like oh she's so low-key like she doesn't really like do this and that but i mean it's because i'm not out here shouting to like the high heavens about you know like what happens you know i think that's so powerful because it's kind of like you know self-care is truly like going for what is in alignment with your spirit like you know even if that is a career or an aspiration that you might be nervous of Mm -hmm. i think everybody before they apply to something really huge or before they even um i guess start a whole new project like shift industries it's like really scary because you're like well i don't know anything about this i don't know if i can really like i haven't done it before there's always that phase of something that you haven't done before that you know is in like alignment with your spirit but you're scared you don't know how to get to it but like you know kind of hearing your story just sounds like it doesn't matter because number one, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just about you moving towards that and you just saying like, okay, because honestly, if it was a smaller company that had, you know, felt like it was in alignment with the things that you were doing, that would have been okay. Yeah. But it's like, number one, don't get caught up on the name of whatever it is. Get caught up on like your values. Mm-hmm. Get caught up on if this thing that you're doing, this thing that you're accepting, this thing that you're pursuing, or this thing that you're allowing into your life is in alignment with your values. Yeah. And it's something that's gonna, you know, grow you as a person and help you to like remain honest because when you're doing work or any achievement that um anything that you're setting out to do and it's not in alignment with you it's so hard to be honest because you're not being honest every single day exactly you have to show up do something and pretend like you care about it and you simply don't and that just kind of like breeds a habit of dishonesty because like for eight nine hours out of the day you're not honest so how can you sit here and be honest to yourself now when all this other time you're not that's true amen to that oh Vinny ran over okay so this is the second to last question Mm -hmm. what are some true self-care examples so just to i guess kind of put it in more perspective um i think that if somebody is i guess i would say a workaholic right like they just love working they love you know to please people they just love to be in a space where they're like giving their all mm-hmm. but they can feel themselves wearing thin then taking a day off mm-hmm. you know not having to explain that to anybody that that is self-care yeah versus somebody who didn't really work and doesn't want to go to work mm-hmm. and is taking the day off so what is another example that you have to potentially share um personally like I do like little tidbits of self-care. So if I've been like right now, we're sitting in a room with like maybe two windows. It's mm-hmm. getting kind of dark. Um, in my office, when I work, there's no windows at all. It's kind of cold in there. When I know that it's nice outside, I deliberately go outside. I will step away from the desk. I'll let the other person know like, hey, I'm just going to take a minute, go outside and I'll just go outside and breathe because I know for a fact that I can get overwhelmed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just being in a small space, thinking about all my obligations and everything. When I go outside, I feel like the sunlight. I just smell like fresh air. It's just instantly calming. And I know that's instantly calming. And that's why I go out and I do it because it's just, it just helps <laughs> so much. Like getting to know yourself it makes things so much easier because you just find solutions like Absolutely. all the time. And it could be the tiniest things ever. I think like one thing for me, um, is just the being open mm-hmm. and talking to people too like i feel like i could tell people certain aspects of myself like not everybody's gonna hear the same old story about me mm-hmm. it's gonna be like whatever's relevant to the conversation at that, that moment yeah. yeah and so i think that self-care is really taking a minute to just find somebody who you feel like not even will listen to you but needs to actually hear you um say like yeah i've been dealing with you know like anxiety over this test Mm. that i have to take or like yeah um i've actually been going through like depression for a minute i can't get out of bed you know because it's not meant to um make you feel comforted but really to let them know that they're not alone in a sense as well and, and give think, them encouragement exactly and i think like part of that is really self-care validating like that feeling it's like it's like seeing a post on tumblr but it's more genuine because it's face to face and it feels more real yeah especially if you think that that person like puts you on like a pedestal like in their head mm. and thinks that you're perfect going to that person and saying like yeah i'm, I'm really scared about this you know like i haven't slept i haven't eaten like and putting that picture of like, oh wow, like she really is not like this perfect individual that I thought she was. Like she struggles too. I think that's also a form of self care. Mm-hmm. And it's a form of self care that's not like all like 100% selfish, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that works for me because I don't, I don't really like being selfish all the time. I like helping out other people, too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, there's, like, two key points that you picked up on. Well, that I picked up on that I wanted to talk about. But um, kind of like saying, like, you know, being selfish in self-care, it's really so interesting that, like, when you start to help more people, you start to help yourself simultaneously. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like sometimes you can help yourself, like, just by yourself in a vacuum and that'll work. But like it also works that like you going out and you giving what it is that you need. So it's like if you need to hear somebody say that, then giving that or you needed to see somebody do this or you needed a hug or whatever it was that you needed. Giving that to somebody, it literally just returns it back to you. Yeah. That's really powerful. And another thing that you said is kind of like, you know, the solutions become clear with honesty. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I just wanted to kind of touch on that. like when you finally start to confront the things that are going on in your life and you know you say okay this is what it is and honestly this is what it is and you're able to it's kind of scary because i think some people think that they'll see the problem Mm -hmm. and then not have a solution Mm -hmm. but when you get very clear and very honest and very open about the problem the solution is just like behind the next door you are, if you can see the problem, the solution is right next door. They're, exactly. It's like they're tethered. I don't know if you guys have watched Us. Not yet. <laughs> but they are tethered. It's like you have a twin. If there's a problem, there is a solution. And that is just the way of the world. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so final question. Yes. What does living in your potential look like to you? And what is one way that you're creating that in your life? 
That's a good question. When I think of like, <laughs> the minute that she said potential, like the first word that popped into my head was momentum. Mm. Because it's like something that hasn't been realized yet. Um, and one of the quotes that I, because I recently like posted like my grad pics to Instagram and one of the quotes. Oh my quotes, God, they were gorgeous. <laughs> one of the quotes from Michelle's book was like, I think, it was along the lines of like, I think that's like the dumbest question that adults ask children is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? As if like you become something and then that's it. Um, and I think that's really like addressing that question head on because it's not a matter of saying like, oh yeah, I want to be like a fireman and then you become a fireman and then you're just like done with life because you became a fireman. It's like all the things leading up to that and all the things afterward and how you impact people's lives and how people impact you. Um, I think that's definitely an example of living in your potential is really realizing that. Like, like I said, a lot of people, people really need to be more introspective because I think that would solve a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's key because it's like, once you realize like the way, like the way I speak, maybe my language sometimes comes off as abrasive to other people mm -hmm. as an example. Right. Uh, maybe like, you know, people don't really talk to me that much because I don't put myself in like a lot of social settings and like my body language is kind of closed off. You know, maybe, you know, the reason that I'm having a lot of trouble connecting like with, you know, this person and my romantic partner is because like I've seen like, you know, my own family struggle with mm. that, you know, recognizing that and bringing it to the forefront, putting it right in front of you and saying like this, my potential is like more than this one thing. Mm -hmm. But I need to recognize that like this is a part of me. How do I actively take that to like propel me forward? You know, mm. how do I use that as a way to say to even be to be stronger as you know? a gift? Yeah. Yeah. As a gift, really, just to see like how I can even like be myself even better, mm. you know, and not think that there's a point that I'm going to get to that I'd have to stop at because that's never going to happen. And that's Absolutely. why people end up like unhappy at like 50 because they thought they only thought up to. Yeah, I'm going to have a job and get married and have two kids live in like a suburban house and have a dog. That's my dream. That's it. They get all that. And it's like, OK, what's next? Yeah, their yep. whole entire soul <laughs> is like shaking and wondering what's next. Yeah, their identities crash because they built it on, you know, they built their identity with an end in sight. Exactly. And your identity can never have an end and in that, sight. That truth hits people. And then they don't know how to react to it because they've never conditioned themselves to really like put a mirror in front of their faces and mm -hmm. say like, this is me and this is my flaws and these are like my strengths what you know like is going on here they can like reel out yeah. some people go into a whole tailspin and they Absolutely. mess up their lives and they mess up like their family's lives because of the fact that they were always denying themselves like access to their own reflection um oh my gosh Akila, yes that is beautiful but yeah like when i think about that when i think about living in your potential i think it's really all about being introspective and knowing your impact. Mm -hmm. Everybody has an impact. 
Yeah, you said something powerful about like looking in the mirror and saying, these are my flaws and these are my strengths. And then the next step is, you know, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do with that? Yeah. What can I do with that? What can I build? You know, it's like that is what's powerful, like recognizing yourself and recognizing mm -hmm. your skills and even your weaknesses are a skill, you yeah. know, and then saying with all of these cool things that I have, what can I do? What do I want to do? And it's just like you when you start to live like that, you start finding so much joy and so much peace Yeah. Um, because you start living a life that is touching yourself mm -hmm. it's like you're creating a life that is literally touching all of the things that are important to you all the things that you are and it's like you're seeing you know you start to see the beauty in yourself as well yeah one thing i've noticed like about me is that i i don't have a lot of like super duper duper close friends mm -hmm. but i know that i have an impact because i'll probably have five minute conversations with people and then those same people, and I'll think nothing of it. I'll think like, oh, I just said whatever to this yeah. person. Like, they're not going to go home with that and just, you know, like ponder on it forever, you know. But those same people will hit me up later and be like, like, I need to like grab lunch with you or what you, or they'll call me and be like, you know, what you said to me the other day really made me like stop and think, you mm. know. And I'm proud of that fact that like I make people stop and think because that's what I want everybody to do to just stop and think you know mm -hmm. um should be like I mean, a tag night tagline <laughs> hashtag stop and think right like I just that's what I think like what that's one of like my own purposes is mm -hmm. like to just be an example to people and talk to them and and basically reflect like be their own temporary reflection mm -hmm. say something that makes the light bulb flicker for a little bit to where they're like you know i never actually really thought about it that mm -hmm. way and then whether or not they choose to like take that flicker and actually like turn the light on is like up to them but you know actually be the little push you mm -hmm. know that they need um and i didn't realize that i had that impact until like recently you know um i think that like i'm a kind person i think that mm -hmm. i'm a genuine person i also think that like i can be mean sometimes when i want to be <laughs> i'm capable of doing that like yeah you know it's just i'm capable of being myself and i don't want anybody to get in their head that like I'm a person completely without flaws. I know what my flaws are, but mm -hmm. it's the fact that I know that and I recognize that that makes me stop and really think about what <laughs> I'm about to say in certain situations. It makes me like really like pause for a second. I can feel it in my being like yeah. when I when it's something I want to say off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, no. With emotion, mm -hmm. you know? And I stop and I'm like, what is your purpose for saying that? You want to hurt somebody? Mm -hmm. What's that going to do? Mm -hmm. How's that going to progress? Oh, that's powerful. Leave it, come back to the person and talk later. Address it later, you know? Be Absolutely. gentler with the person. Maybe they're going through a really tough time. And that's Absolutely. why they're short with you. That's why they're snapping at you. Like, give them their space. And they'll come around on their own. I always used to be the kind of person that would try to people please mm -hmm. the people that are like were really I considered like very 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 you know like close to me and mm -hmm. very valuable to me and so whenever they would get like upset or mad at me for any reason I took that as like a personal injury of like I did something wrong and that 
really I know stems from like my own upbringing because like my relationship with my biological father is strained because he didn't want to keep up a relationship with me mm -hmm. and so I'm always trying to give more mm. and it is always discouraging to me when people like fall short of what I expect them to be because I think it stems from that yeah you know and so I used to take it as like this really personal thing to deep, the point where yeah, I would like allow cry. it to touch that deep wound again exactly yeah like, I'm gonna lose this person mm -hmm. because I don't I'm I, I messed something up you mm. know and it could have not even been my fault at all mm -hmm. I could have done something within reason and this person is like snapping at me and I'm mm -hmm. like I don't I don't know what I did wrong like I I don't know how to fix it mm -hmm. and it would send me reeling and then I recognized that that was something very real and something very visceral that would draw out like the worst emotions in me yeah and i was like you need to keep a level of respect and integrity mm -hmm. for yourself and for others and for others if you know for mm -hmm. a fact you did not do something to voluntarily harm somebody mm -hmm. to intentionally do it yeah exactly mm -hmm. then don't let that person's reaction get to you if because you, their reaction is about them exactly not you. if i I have no problem coming forward and say saying sorry mm -hmm. because it's not to me it's not about what I said like the intention of what I said it's mm -hmm. about how it was received mm -hmm. and so if it was received in the wrong way I will say sorry I did not mean for it to be that received mm -hmm. that way that's it mm -hmm. I'm coming at you with my sincerest apologies I don't do like half-ass apologies if I apologize that's it. I'm not going to grovel. I'm not going to beg. Whether or not you want to accept it is up to you. Mm -hmm. But it's in your court now. Mm -hmm. And I can't continue to just be invested emotionally in what your reaction is going to be. I got to live my life and yeah, go on. Yeah, because their reaction has nothing to do with you because you've done everything that you can. Exactly. To like be in that space of like living in your potential. And you're saying, right. like, okay, in this moment. So it really sounds like for you, living in your potential is just every single moment making that decision. Yeah. Just being like, I have to know. It's for me, it's it's it seems dangerous to go back to the point where I was at, where I was just letting the whole world like shake me mm -hmm. and I wasn't standing firm mm -hmm. in who I was. And that I think you weren't is, in tune with who you were. Exactly. And I think a lot of like people that are introverted don't recognize that it's so much easier to get in tune with yourself because you're you're in that headspace of like you re-energized re by your own presence mm -hmm. you know i think we don't recognize the power in that and then we let the influence of extroverted outgoing people seep into our lives and basically shake us and form us into mm -hmm. this and then you get to a point where it's like you don't even recognize yourself you don't people have an expectation of mm -hmm. you now people expect you to come out to every party people expect you to do this and do that and you don't want to you get to a point where you're like, I actually really don't want to. And then suddenly you have people blowing up your phone, asking you, where you're, why aren't you at the party? Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you tell people straight up, like, I'm tired. I'm really not feeling it. And they're like, oh, okay. Or some people who aren't close to you are like, girl, like, come out. What are you talking mm -hmm. about? Like, you're going to have a good time, you know? And it's like a battle at that point. Yeah, it's you like get a mad. battle for your identity. Yeah, you get you're really mad because you're like, I your said, identity. I'm tired. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. Do not pressure me to go. Especially if it's like, there will be some cases where it's like, 
at the point in time that I make the plan to do something, like go watch a movie at a friend's house, I'm like, yeah, energized, ready to go. An hour and a half later, it's dark outside and we still have not left. I'm tired. I want to be in my bed. Mm -hmm. At this point, we would have been halfway through the movie and I would have been going to bed later. I do Mm -hmm. not want to go now. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be in my room, want to be by myself. I just want to think, go over what the heck is happening in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, don't I I, and and people will be confused and make confused faces about it. But it's just at this point that I'm at, I'm just like, okay. Being honest with yourself. But I'm going to stay in my room. Yeah, honest with yourself and then defending, you know, who you are. Because, like, it's interesting because I think, you know, when you start that journey of saying, like, this is who I am, you start, like, living that and having to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. It's more of a fight at first than it is later on. Yeah. Because at first people are like, oh, man, this girl is, like, not, you know... <laughs> She's like not acting how she normally is, like yeah. what's going on. But then people start to understand, okay, this is how she is. Yeah. And it makes your life so much easier because you can just start being yourself. <laughs> and being yourself is just like, you don't understand. Your shoulders will drop. You will have less stress in your life yeah. simply because you are like moving in alignment with yourself. You're mm-hmm. moving in your purpose and you're not allowing what other people say yeah. or think to cloud that judgment exactly i can be truly honest with who i am i'm like i feel no shame at all like saying that like i have like a dark sense of humor Mm -hmm. i'm an introvert i don't really like going out that much i would really like to read a lot more books right but it's like school has basically ruined that for me (laughs) love music would like to get like back into that more i just love like the arts and the creative yeah, side absolutely i like have my own like nerdy side and i like gaming too like i like writing with other people and like creating my- i can say that you know with pride and if you asked me three years before that like what i like to do all of that stuff probably would have been cut out but i probably would have just kept it out. i like to read and write and if mm-hmm. you would have asked me more about my writing, I probably would not have budged and said anything more about it because I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel proud of that side of myself. But it's like, that's me, 100%. And I don't really care whether or not somebody thinks that's weird or that's odd or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just me. I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> that's, I'm happy with me. And you that's know? the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Okay, so quick recap for everybody Um, on like the key themes. Radical honesty will lead to radical clarity on what you should be doing in your life. And at the end of that radical honesty and radical clarity becomes happiness, you know, and it's a fight to do those things. It's a fight to be honest. It's a fight to know what you should do and then to actually go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, um, sometimes you're having to fight to just defend who you are because people will always try to encroach upon that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, that is your self-care. Like, you know, full circle, like that is (laughs) self-care. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing space with me and my um, listeners today, Akila. Yes, of course. Um, If you guys would like to keep up with Akila, I have placed her social media in the show notes below. And now, as always, for my shameless plug, (laughs) if you are listening to this podcast, gaining new awareness about yourself and realize that you want to live your life differently, and have support during that journey, you can always schedule a call with me where we'll talk about your situation and see if my signature coaching program, Align, is a good fit for you. There is more information available on my website, thehiddendegation.com. <laughs> I always, this is so 
thehiddengeisha.com linked below where you can find out more about me, check out testimonials, listen to podcast episodes, or just send me a message. So thank you, Akila. Until next time, everyone. Bye, <laughs> Bye y'all. <laughs>